Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Motorsports Madness. As we uh, record this live on the Thursday preceding the Indy 500. Yes, that's correct. The Indy 500 is this coming Sunday. It was not Memorial Day weekend. You didn't miss it. Um, and we're going to talk all about it. We've got uh, Joel Sebastianelli going to be joining us on the Strutmasters guest line uh, in a few minutes to talk Indy for a while. We're going to do a deep dive preview of that. Um, we have uh, a bunch of us in the studio, full house tonight. Um, my name is Tom Baker from Race Chaser Media, sitting to my right on your radio. I always me. wanted to say that. Um, you know, I love when the, the football announcers go, they're kicking from left to right on your radio. Like, okay, what does that mean? Um, Noah Lewis from um, TSJ Sports is with us uh, for the first time. So Noah's wearing the rookie stripe on his back. It won't um, last long. Next to Noah is Randy Miller from the Inside Pass uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, and that uh, this week's show is up on uh, Race Chaser Radio On Demand if you want to go to your favorite uh, podcast platform. And we have uh, Peter Strada, who is Noah's compadre uh, at TSJ Sports. And uh, both of them are students at High Point University here in uh, North Carolina. And we have the amazing, inimitable Nikea James as uh, our producer tonight, keeping us on the air. And uh, so we have to be nice, um, maybe. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk Indy. We're going to talk Daytona um, next week. We're going to talk Dover this week. Uh, we're going to just have some discussion about Indy and NASCAR and um, get into some interesting topics and hope to uh, have some good debate here tonight with uh, the four of us and uh, Joel uh, when it comes to the indie stuff, and we're going to um, get things started with Joel very shortly. Of course, uh, this Indy 500 is going to be very different. No fans at the track this weekend for the 104th running of the Indy 500. Um, so that's one thing that's going to be very different. It's also going to be very, very hot uh, because it's August instead of May. So that's going to be another thing that's very different. We'll be back to kick it off in a minute. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness officially kicking off uh, for another week presented by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Randy Miller, Peter Strada all in the studio. Uh, And uh, we've got our producer, Nikea James, here as well. Joel Sebastianelli will be on the... um, the uh, hotline any moment now to uh, talk Indy going to be a very different race. By the way, today is national radio day. I don't know who makes this stuff up or designates these things, but I just found out a while ago today is national radio day. So it's appropriate that we're all gathered around the WSIC studio doing a radio show. Um, So we, it. Yes. So, That's probably one of the least, uh, you know, celebrated odd holidays there are out there in the world. Because oh every yeah. day seems to be some strange one. Like, where did they come up with that? Well, there's a National Chocolate Chip Day like and I National said. Pizza Day mm-hmm. and, you know, National If, donut if you day. pick an item food in existence, a there's a food or yeah. a, a day of the week for that any item in the world. Yeah. Um, so this is National Radio Day. So uh, happy National Radio Day to us. Uh, okay. So... Indy 500 coming up this weekend, and, you know, I I feel like I'm really excited for the race, but I feel like, Randy, that the the earth is tilted slightly on its axis, don't you? I mean, just thinking about the Indy 500 just before Labor Day is really, really confusing. Yeah, we can blame the Earth's tilt on coronavirus, too, because everything <laughs> yeah. else has been blamed on it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, you know, we talk about it with NASCAR, too. You know, everything that we we thought we, you know, are, were accustomed to ended up being, you know, a 
well, why don't, why don't we just wait and see? Let us just try it and see what happens. And so, you know, why not have the Indy yeah. 500 in the middle of August? I, I don't know why we couldn't. Why not? Okay, let's see if uh, our special guest for the evening, Joel Sebastianelli, is with us. Uh, let's see if Joel can make any sense out of the Indy 500 being just before Labor Day. We're, we're just so confused. Well, let's ask him why the Earth is tilted. Maybe he would know. <laughs> he knows a lot about IndyCar and F1. Maybe he knows why the Earth's tilted. Yeah. Well, didn't we just have an earthquake here? Maybe that's why. Well, that's true. Could we did, yeah. <laughs> that was, did you feel that? That I was did, a pretty yeah. good earthquake about a week ago, too. Hello, Joel. Hey, Tom. There's not very much that I know. I can't get inside your head lord knows i've tried for the <laughs> oh, no, you don't look at there's a circus going on upstairs in my head 24 7 every once in a while i open it up to the public uh and but, but i'll like, tell you what as unfortunate as it is that you know we're running the indy 500 without fans we're running now at least we have it and if you're looking on the bright side we get two of these things in nine months so yeah. i think that's pretty cool well, you know, that's a good way to look at it, too, is, uh, you know, assuming we can uh, kind of get everything fixed and back to the way it needs to be here uh, and uh, get back to normal, we will have another one in May, um, and that will be actually its own sort of weird because, you know, we just have one, um, you know, close, uh, so close together. But, okay, so let's talk about a few things here. First of all, I guess the um, the big uh, story here for the moment is that no fans. Um, you've been to the race. I've been to the race. Um, I sat in the grandstand when I went in 19, I think it was 89, the year I mentioned Fiddle Pauly won it. Um, and I can't imagine this race with no fans. How do you see this kind of affecting the, the, I guess just the the atmosphere and and the procedures for the race as far as the pre-race, I hope they still do everything they usually do. Simultaneously, a lot and not at all. You said it yourself. The Indy 500 is a remarkable sporting event. You can't imagine a crowd that big, how it sounds singing, how it sounds cheering until you experience it yourself. There's all kinds of races that are fast. Many of them are historic and have championed innovation over the course of decades. But the Indy 500, especially right now, is the so-called greatest spectacle in racing because of its fans and its pageantry on race day as much as anything else. How it will affect the presentation. It's funny, I recall watching the Belmont Stakes back in June, and not only was it surreal, it was weekly presented on television just due to the circumstances. Frank Sinatra's New York, New York, I guess their version of Back Home Again in Indiana, yeah. echoed off of empty grandstands. It was the first race in a rearranged triple crown, but they only had 10 horses, so it was a smaller field. The race distance was shortened, and the broadcast was significantly cut back. It was only a fourth of the usual staff and a quarter of the cameras that they typically use. And that makes a big difference. Instead of 25 that NBC typically brings, they used seven, some of which were standard deaf cameras on loan from the New York Racing Association. So when it was over, it was just like, what the hell are we doing here, guys? Like, why bother? We couldn't have pushed this back because this just did not feel like the Belmont at all. It did not feel worthy of what an event with a century of history 
is supposed to be. The Indy 500 is not going to feel that way. It will sink in on Sunday that there's no fans back home again in Indiana with Jim Cornelison is going to reverberate off of vacancy. It's going to be weird on pace lap. Aside from the iconic shots of fans waving bandanas and hats, the race itself should feel normal because NBC is not cutting any broadcast corners with it. I do kind of hope, though, a second, third, or fourth timer wins because there's not a greater climax to a life in this sport than having that wreath around your neck and taking a swig of milk with 300,000 fans saluting you, and I would hate for somebody to miss out on that. Peter, you wanted to uh, jump in with a question about Team Penske. Right. Uh, Team Penske, obviously Rogers taking over IndyCar Series and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this year. They've been off this whole month of May. What do you think the chances are a Penske car wins again on Sunday? Well, they have a couple of things working against them. They're starting from the back, and there's the disparity between Chevy and Honda. They're a Chevy team. Honda's had the speed edge placing eight of the fastest nine. I do think that edge is going to even out. The gap is smaller in race trim at 130 kp than in qualifying, where you've got that 45-horsepower boost. Pagano has supposedly had the best car in traffic. That's what all the competitors are saying. He can do whatever he wants. And once the race course, or once the race starts, cautions are going to fall where they may. But passing is just going to be at such a premium, even more than usual. The aero screen is making it more difficult to pass, losing some downforce with air going to the rear wing. Potentially higher track temps in August that takes grip away from the car. So it may even be a different Indy 500 than a May one in that sense, regardless of whether or not you have fans, cars sliding around more, harder to follow closely. So New Barton in 13th, that's a spot you can do some work in. But Power 22nd, Pagano 25th, Elio 28th, you only have seven wins outside the top 20 ever in the Indy 500. You have to go to Johnny Rutherford in 1974 to find the last time that someone has won from outside of the top 20 starting spots. So they have their work cut out for them, for sure. Speed doesn't come out of nowhere. It takes an act of God for you know a, a caution-disrupting pit cycle, something like that, more often than not, for you to find yourself in a position to win if you start that far back. You know, I really honestly think that, uh, first of all, I, I, I don't, how do you, how, why do you know that stat about Rutherford like that? You may have just outstatted Jacob Seelman so far for this year with that one. Well, I'll give you a little bit more. 63 wins combined from the front two rows. So 61% of Indy 500s have been won from up front and 44 wins on the front row. I was curious about that because I think there's more parity than ever now, even after what I've just told you about how passing is going to be at such a yeah, premium. I think if I you agree. just look at the list of names, you would think at least two-thirds of the field, it wouldn't surprise you at all if I, I agree. told you that they won this race. But the stats in any era do tell a different story because speed doesn't come out of nowhere. Right. You know from the second you hit the track, whether you have a car that's going to give you something to work with on the day of the race, if you're making adjustments on carb day trying to find that speed, you're not going to be in a good spot. You got race it. Day. It's not just a couple of twists. We got to so step I aside say, for a break here, Joel. We'll come back right after this.
Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. This is the Reed Wilson Wake Up Call on Motorsports Madness. This is a weekly wake up call. That should be an alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a wake up alarm. You just gave me a cool idea, hey, actually. I'm Reed Wilson. All right, I'm awake. I'm awake. You need to work on that. Okay, welcome back to the show. We got Joel Sebastianelli on the uh, Strutmasters.com. He could be a wake up call, too. Hotline. Yeah, Joel. Uh, Joel has been standing us out of the house here over the last Jacob uh, may not come back. five, ten minutes. Yeah, well, it, Joel's <laughs> definitely uh, filled Jacob's shoes very nicely tonight so far. Um, anyways, uh, I know Randy and Noah, you guys had questions. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with Randy. Well, I was just looking at the Indy 500 grid, and I was just kind of curious, uh, Joel, who you see as surprises uh, within the, the what 33-car field we have this year in the Indy 500? Uh, so, so that's tough. What do we consider a surprise because i think like what we said before 
two-thirds of the field, it wouldn't really surprise you if they win. I like James Hinchcliffe. As big a name as he is being a one-off entry, I still think he counts as a dark horse, even though he's starting six. He's probably the last of the guys in that Andretti stable that if you were ranking the chances to win the 500, you know, just because he's not a full-time entrant. But, man, he's been fast. He led the first day of practice, and I get strong Dan Weldon 2011 vibes from him. Really? Yeah, my my heart tells me Hinch is going to have something special. He's done quite literally everything except win here in the Indy 500. So I think Hinch has an incredible ride this year. If we're talking about guys mid-pack being surprising, Connor Daly's been really fast. And even though Renus is the only one who has shown speed in that stable, I think Connor has something special. So those are two guys I would look for in anybody in the Ganassi camp as well. I think Rosenquist and Erickson aren't two guys on the tip of your tongue, but they're going to be fast. And even though Dixon gets all the attention, I like those two guys showing us something as the race goes on too. Yeah, and you talk about Connor Daly there, and that makes my NASCAR journalist mind tingle because we see <laughs> Cole Byrne over there uh, helping those guys I'm gonna, out. I'm just going to yeah. tingle. <laughs> but uh, we see Cole Pern over there, and, and formerly Martin Truex Jr.'s crew chief on the NASCAR side. What do you think they can do with Cole Pern as uh, a new addition to that team over there with Connor Daly? Man, that's such a cool deal, isn't it? Uh, you don't think of guys making that adjustment very often, but there is a huge curve to be made, even with someone like Lena Gade hopping over from sports cars into IndyCar, but you can tell just from his interviews that he is embracing this so much, and he's off to a fast start. (laughs) Even though he hasn't given a ton of interviews from as far as I can tell, he's obviously embracing it. He's a guy who's got the right attitude from this sport. He is a racer in every sense of the word, even though he's up on the pit wall. And I think that if you're going to jump into any team, this is a team where they have this place figured out. You've got the support system that you need, and you've got a great driver to count on, Come not just in the practice sessions and in qualifying, but on race day, too. That speed doesn't come out of nowhere. And they've had it right away, and I'm sure they'll have it on uh, Sunday, too. The thing that I see with that is I think people, a lot of people probably don't realize, is that Cole was an open-wheel guy. His father used to race super modifieds in the early 70s at my home track up in Oswego, New York. And uh, uh, that's what Cole grew up with. So this is not a complete anomaly for him to go over there and do this. It just seems like it's kind of a... Um, sharp left-hand turn because he had never talked about it and he really had said he wanted to get out of racing. I sometimes wonder if he just wanted out of the situation he was in, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's quite possible. Uh, With Fernando Alonso maybe drawing a parallel where sometimes you just need that spark, Yeah, uh, whether it's in racing or whatever your job is, you just need some spark, something new. And what's not to love about a situation like this? I mean, anyone would be thrilled with the position they're in, and uh, I'm sure you can attest to this as being more NASCAR guys. I think he's as bright and as innovative as they come. 
this is a really cool spot for him to be in. Oh yeah, for sure. He'll he'll definitely be an asset to the team. I don't I don't believe there's any uh, any issue with that at all. Um, when when you look at this field, I mean, we, we as far as I'm concerned, this may be the strongest field of young talent we've ever had in the 500. The problem is. Um, a lot of them are starting mid-pack or further back, but the one guy that stands out for me, honestly, is um, Santino Ferrucci, and I, and I really, I really feel good about both him and also Alex Pelot, Their chances at possibly winning this thing. You well, know, Ferrucci had a heck of a run last year. It wasn't that easy to pass last year, and he went from I think he was like twenty. Some, 20 something up into seven. Yeah. Ferrucci was one of the most impressive in the entire field last year. And Polo has been flying everywhere yep. this year. And uh, wouldn't surprise me to see Polo in the mix at all. As difficult as it is to jump in just about anywhere your rookie year, I, I think everyone from his charisma off track to his confidence on track has just been blown away by what he's doing uh, somebody else to keep an eye on too is oliver askew he's starting on the yeah, outside of row seven yeah yeah pagino and askew are the two names that are coming up the most that their competitors are saying seem to handle the best in traffic so in race trim if anyone's going to be making moves even though askew's a rookie don't be surprised if he finds himself moving and shaking up the field as the race goes on, too. Another driver to question about is Scott Dixon. I mean, he's been on fire this year. He won the first three races to open the season. He seems to be in the peak of his career despite how old he is. He's one of the elder statesmen of the series. Starting on the front row, what do you think his chances are for a second Borg Warner? Uh, Better than they would have been if you had asked me mid-spin on Sunday. (laughs) Skill and form luck, but dude, as soon as he is, how lucky is he? He looped it after hopping that hidden bump in turn four in practice, and he just brushed the wall. And they had him ready to go for the end of practice, and he wound up being even fast faster than he was before the spin. Like that's just crazy to me. So no need for a backup car. That car wound up being better than it was at the start of that session. Six races this year. He's won half of them. He's got a second-place finish. He has another top five in there. There's got to be a second 500 win. I've said this ever since he won the first one 12 years ago. There's got to be a second 500. Yep. And I have a feeling it might be this year, which is like going out on the world's shortest limb. In size (laughs) eight and a half shoes, I can't even fit on him. But I I think Dixon's got to be the favorite especially starting where he is and being as fast as he is. Interesting. Okay, real quick, I'm going to go around the table, keep your answer short and crisp. Which would be the bigger story? Okay, Tony Kanan bringing A.J. Foyt Racing back to Indy 500 Victory Lane or Elio Castroneves winning his fourth and tying Foyt for Indy 500 wins. And I'm going to start with Peter Strada. I'd say Elio, the four-win club, is very exclusive, and I'd like to see a new addition to that club. Okay, Randy Miller. I'm going to add another uh, another option to your sentence and say Marco Andretti, because oh. I feel like Marco winning would be awesome. <laughs> what, 33 years since Andretti sat on the pole, so 
Uh, I'm going to add a third See, option. Randy typically the being the rebel here, so he yes. goes off the page. I do. How about you, Noah? Uh, I'm going to add to the Elio line. I think Elio joining that elite club like Peter mentioned, and then not only that, but just seeing Elio win. I want to see Elio win. Yes. Uh, well, I, I will say I want to see Elio win because I want to see him come back next year to uh, run for the record-breaking win. How about you, Joel? What do you think on this? we got about two minutes. If we're being true to the question as it was asked, it's Elio, and it's because he's running for Roger Penske. It's not just the fact that it's his fourth win. It's that he's doing it for Roger and everything that entails with the year that Roger has had. But if we're throwing Marco Andretti into the mix, I think Marco is the driving for his dad and winning 51 years after his granddad is the greatest story that could be written in sports right now. Well, honestly, I think there's another story that, falls within that because of course we lost john andretti marco's cousin to cancer in january of this year so uh when marco won the poll which was the first time an andretti been on the poll in 33 years since mario did it there's my stat contribution for the evening um you know marco talked about how emotional it was and uh because of course you know he he carries john with him in this race so um, my question, and you got to answer it in about 30 seconds, Joel. My question is, is this Marco's time? Are the, are the moons and the stars lined up right this time? I am going with Dixon as the favorite and Hinchcliffe as my dark horse. So I guess that means my answer is no. I hope that Marco wins the race one day. And I hope he wins it with 300,000 fans saluting him because he deserves nothing less. But I really hope he wins one day. Because, man, that hug on pole day, that's the human experience and what Indy means summed up right there. I'm never going to forget that as long as I live. Yeah, exactly. Now, who are you choosing to win then, Joel? Dixon is obviously the favorite. But, man, my heart says Hinchcliffe. I'm oh. telling you, I'm getting those Weld in 2011 vibes. Interesting. So th- th- those are going to be my two. I give you a favorite and a dark horse. Well, I picked Trevor Bain in 2011 at Daytona, so you know what? That uh, might just work for you there, Joel. So we'll uh, we'll go with those two. Hang on, because we're we're not done with you yet. We got one more segment to uh, talk some more about Indy. Um, but right now, we have to uh, step aside and uh, do a little business with the world here. So we will be right back with more of Motorsports Madness presented by MyComputerCareer.edu right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, And now we offer motorcycle products, 
Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider air shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider motorcycle air suspension at strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Derek Krause and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back. I know you're all dying to know what I was laughing at. We went to break. I'm not going to tell you. It's uh, it's just, it, it, I don't have enough time. Uh, but uh, Nikea is amazing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Nikea was multitasking in a way that just, uh, it made me laugh. Welcome back to uh, <laughs> Motorsports Madness as we continue with our show. And uh, we're going to continue with the Indy 500 theme um, and uh, we'll bring Joel Sebastianelli back uh, out of the pit area in, onto the racetrack. And uh, he once again that was a long was pit stop. With us. Yeah, it was a long three minute pit long stop. stop. Um, it's a couple last behind at this point. Well, you know, uh, it's, uh, it, you, you know, I'm old and I'm slow with the tire now. Um, okay, Joel, so we've, we, we managed to get to 33 cars this year, which I honestly. I'm just thankful we got a full field. Where do you think the IndyCar series is right now in terms of their their growth? Uh, I know this has been an anomaly kind of year, but just looking at what you can see and what's coming up, what do you see um, going forward from here with uh, IndyCar as we start thinking about 2021? Hey, by the way, a long pit stop, but I speak long enough to make up for it. (laughs) Yes, Uh, you and I share that. Yes. The thing is, you need the Indy 500. So any fans who were on the fence of thinking, well, why have it if there's no fans? Right. This is what attracts the most sponsors to the series. Yep. Always has, always will, now more than ever. 
if it was canceled, teams have to give back a lot of money. If fans account for just $20 million, right? And, and that's just in terms of ticket sales that they'll yeah. never, they'll never yep. see this year. So that hurts. But just by having the race, it is exposure for a lot of companies. Companies, most of us, if we're being honest, have never heard of. Like the Kumasato runs for People Ready. A Colton Herdath capstone on the car. Genesis, I'll admit, before they got into IndyCar, they sponsored James Hinchcliffe this week. I didn't yep. know anything about them. Oh, okay. Just in, in my line of work, I wouldn't know anything about U.S. concrete. I wouldn't come across that. Right. They've got a car on the pole. If you win this race, it's a lottery ticket for sponsorship, to coin a phrase that uh, Nathan Brown from the Indy Star came up with. So the purse is cut from $15 million, Now it's $7.5 million. But it's huge. Wow. AJ Foyt told the Indy Star he's not sure his team would have survived without the Indy 500 payout. Wow. AJ Foyt is not sure his team would have survived without the 500. There's nobody better than Roger Penske right now to be leading this. He's already spent $15 million on upgrades to the facility. Uh, he's sacrificing a lot as co-promoter, promoting races at yeah. Road America and Iowa to keep the schedule alive. If St. Pete doesn't happen in October, he's going to find another track to co-promote. Uh, or he's just going to have to make the Harvest Grand Prix at IMS a, another double header. So he's sacrificing a lot just to keep this series going. So I don't know. I guess that's one answer to the question. There's also another interesting thing to bring up, which this is a much more micro angle, but this is the first Indy 500 since 2000 without a female driver. Without COVID, Pippa Mann probably would have secured the sponsorship to be in. But that's just another interesting angle to it. We're looking on the road to Indy Ladder. I'm not really sure who else comes up once Pippa is gone. Now, maybe Pippa or Catherine Legg make another couple runs at it in the future. But as far as, you know, where does the series go? I don't know in that term of, you know, in the drive for gender diversity, it's always been a really cool thing for the Indy 500 to have female drivers in there and competing really well. And the road to Indy's taken a huge hit. Yeah. So, I don't know, that's just another interesting angle that you bring up with this race as well. Uh, I could go on and on. I don't know where the exit ramp is to this, but having this race is really, 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 really important to the series. Well, I agree. I mean, it, this would have been a very dismal season had they not run the Indy 500, in in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, you know, and the interesting thing is when you start, look, you, you mentioned A.J. Foyt saying he may not have been able to survive without the payout. I mean... We, we sort of see the same thing going on in NASCAR with Richard Petty Motorsports. I mean, now they're starting to finally get some sponsors, but it it seems like, um, Peter, that uh, name, you know, being the legend or the king of your particular part of the sport doesn't uh, carry as much cachet these days as it used to. No, it definitely doesn't. And we've seen Petty with other sponsors in recent years. He had a handshake deal, and that fell through once Al Marola left that team. So really... With Petty's small ownership in the team, ultimately, is more owned by Andrew Mercine and other investors. A lot of the sponsors are more tied to Bubba Wallace than they are to the four to three car. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Well, that's an interesting point you bring up too. Okay, um, Joel, I'm I, I think about this year, but looking ahead to next year, Jimmy Johnson had a test with Chip Ganassi. Now, I don't, I don't know that Jimmy and Chip are going to be able to work together next year because. 
um, Chip, I think, would have to add a car for him, even if all he's doing is part-time. Um, but Jimmy Johnson in the IndyCar field in general, whether he runs the whole season or not, how much does that add, and, and what's what do you think that's worth in dollars? Well, I sure hope he decides to run the Indy 500, but it doesn't seem as though he's interested in that. He just wants to do the road and street. Uh, what does it add in dollars? Well, at least for his team, that's a huge get because yeah. you know that there's companies who are going to want to get behind Jimmy. You would think. And that's going to trickle into whichever team gets him. So if he's only running 12 or 13 races, just within the way these teams are structured right now, that has Ed Carpenter racing written all over it. Oh, I agree. But, yeah, I but let's that. be real. Let's be real. With the kind of money Jimmy might be bringing, I would think just about every single team is going to be looking at him. So well, I don't enough. know if the way teams are structured right now is indicative of where he might wind up in 2021. But I think that a team is going to find a way to make it work. And a very good team because if it's not a good team, I'm not sure Jimmy's really going to have the interest in doing it. It's a lot of uh, speculation and talk uh, about um, crossover now that we haven't heard for a while with NASCAR and IndyCar. And I think Roger Penske obviously drives a lot of that. Um, I mean, where do you see that going? Do you see more drivers kind of crossing over and, and maybe running even if it's not you know a number of races but a couple uh maybe double header kind of stuff um do you think that that's feasible with indycar's team structure right now i think it's feasible especially on weekends where they're at the same track i think actually you probably would have seen some of that at the brickyard road course double header uh, had there been fans and had it been a normal weekend that that could be something you see put together in the future. And I think at some point you're going to see the 500 Coke 600 double come back because you've got a crop of guys that, and you guys can attest to this. We've got a crop of true racers in there now who I, I think they're more than we've seen maybe in the last 15, 20 years who are pushing the corporate stuff aside and they just want to go and run cool stuff. These guys are all friends with each other. They enjoy watching each other. They're interacting with each other on social media. Their companies see the cross promotion yes. in it now that they can get from it. And so there's not just the benefit of, hey, this is kind of fun for me, but there's a business incentive to doing that. So especially if the series make it easy, like NASCAR and IndyCar are running on the same track the same weekend, there's something to be said for, hey, why don't we put something together this weekend? Hey, Jimmy, do you want to go run with us for IndyCar this weekend and go run the NASCAR race or whoever it may be? I still think that at some point down the line, you're going to see Kyle Larson do something like that. I don't know how far down the line that will be, but I think that's going to happen at some point down the line. Uh, and there's a whole list of guys who I can see potentially doing that. I, I just think that there's guys, there's more interest in it than we've seen in quite some time. There just needs to be the financial incentive to put it together. I'd, I'm still holding out for Kyle Larson signing with AJ Foyt to run the whole IndyCar season next year. Um, but uh, I, that probably won't happen, but I can wish. Anyway, speaking of wishing, we've got just uh, a few minutes left here. So, um 
before we get back with Joel here, we Joel gave us his pick and his dark horse. So I'm going to go around the table, oh, Lord. Um, and uh, we'll do the same: a pick and a dark horse for the Indy 500. Peter looks like a guy who's ready. Go ahead, sir. All right, pick. I'll go with the low-hanging fruit, pole sitter Marco Andretti. I think I don't think the Andretti curse uh, applies in August, like he said after winning the pole. And dark horse, I'll go to Kumasato. I don't know how much of a dark horse that is, but uh, <laughs> I think you went with a pretty light dark horse. Like, it's a white-colored dark horse. Um, Randy, Randy Miller. I mean, for for my pick, I'm going to go Scott Dixon. I mean, you, as dominant as he's been this year, I don't know why anybody would want to, you know, bet against him. Uh, for dark horse, I mean, you know, as Joel said earlier, there's really not a whole lot of surprises within the field. I mean, you know, pretty much everybody that we thought would be in it is in it. So I'm just going to pick Colton Herta. Again, for Jetty, uh, <laughs> I, I know, but you're not as you know. white as his horse, yeah, but it's uh, kind of cream colored. What can, okay. what can you do? Noah Lewis, yeah, I think, uh, for my pick, I'm gonna go with oh, that's this is so hard, but I think I'm gonna go with Santino Ferrucci. He he flew through the field, Atta you know, boy. He, he had some good stuff last year. I think he's gonna come up here in my dark horse, Connor Daly. I, you know, it's it's a debatable dark horse, but I'll tell you this. I race the guy every week on iRacing, and he doesn't cut me any slack, so I don't think he'll <laughs> cut any slack come Sunday. I think Connor Daly uh, may, have a, may have a way in this fight. I'm going young guns here, too, and uh, I was going to pick Santino, but since you did, I'll flip my dark horse and my uh, – I'm going to go Pato Award to win the Indy 500. I really just – I just have a feeling about him the way Joel um, does about Hinch, uh, and I'm going uh, Santino for my dark horse. Um, I'm going to throw, we got about a minute and a half, Joel. Um, I'll give you a minute of it. Two names. Which has the better chance to win, Fernando Alonso or Elio Castro Nevis? I'm going to go Elio. Fernando's made a lot of mistakes. Yep. He's kind of made a mess of the last week. Hasn't he? Even he down has. to yeah. dropping the clutch and spinning in pit lane. Yep. I wonder if there's something to the fact, and this may be totally ridiculous on my part, just the fact that he hasn't spent a whole lot of time in the car yep. recently in any kind of car, uh, that that may be something that comes back to haunt him. And I don't think that even though they're both in Chevys, that running in McLaren, a team that has demonstrably less experience compared to Penske, uh, is going to be something that helps him either. I would say Elio, but I don't think either of them will be strong factors when the race comes down to the final 20 laps. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, Joel, we want to say thank you so much for spending some time with us here tonight. And, um, if uh, your schedule is open next Thursday, maybe we'll have you back to recap it with us uh, and just see how wrong we all probably were uh, when, when Higgs uh, probably had Carpenter will win the thing or something. Um, and uh, with that, we are going to step aside. When we come back, we're actually going to switch gears and go to NASCAR um, and talk a little bit about Dover. We're going to talk about silly season because it's getting sillier by the minute. And uh, we're going to talk about Daytona. Yes, Daytona. We just ran on the road course. We're going back next week and run on the oval and conclude the regular season. Look out. Back with more right after this. 
When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Well, that was the perfect lead-in because we switch gears now from IndyCar and Indy 500 to NASCAR and a double Dover double. Uh, coming up this weekend, Xfinity and Cup double double, um, and trucks and ARCA. Um, we've got everybody running, and this should be interesting, guys, because I feel like I mean, we're <laughs> as, as crazy as this seems, we're already getting down to crunch time here. We got actually three races left, counting the double at Dover, and we got the big one at Daytona next week. We'll get to that in a minute. What do you see real quick? We've got about a minute and a half. What do you see, Peter, in terms of 
the Dover, what's what changes at Dover this weekend? Anything or the same old guys up front? You know, a lot of hype is around Jimmy Johnson coming into Dover. It's obviously his best track statistically, and his hmm. it was his last win, and many see it as his last shot to really make a playoff push. I think uh, Saturday will be a solid top five, maybe top ten run for him, and I think he'll come out guns blazing Sunday. What do you think, Noah? I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a good day for the Hendrick Motorsports Bunch. I think they should turn some things around. They've not had uh, a lot of good luck since coming back from the break, but Dover is notorious for being a decent Hendrick Motorsports track, so I think they'll have some front-running cars. Randy? I think it's a level playing field. Uh, this is one of the tracks on the, on the series schedule where even you know, Harvick and Hamlet aren't necessarily the favorites going in or coming out of the race, and there's a two- you know, two back-to-back races that are a little bit shorter than the average Dover race. It's 311 instead of 400. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend. Yeah, I think it will, too. Um, I think the double header is, you know, Dover's not always necessarily the greatest racing, but I think the double header changes everything because now you got to race Saturday differently because you want to keep your car intact for Sunday. Nobody wants to end up having to start a backup car. And it's crunch um, time, too. And it's crunch time. So, I mean, you know, I think your your guys that are on the bubble, and we'll talk about this as we go through this uh, last part of the show, uh, the guys that are on the bubble, I think, are the ones we're going to have to watch this weekend because nobody wants to go into Daytona wondering if they're going to be in the playoffs or not. Um, and inevitably that's going to happen for at least probably a handful of guys. Um, you know, they're going to go into Daytona and not be sure of a playoff spot. We'll, be, we'll talk about that more right around the corner. Stay with us. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
how to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is like so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. See, now there's a guy that I would have liked to have seen run uh, the Indy 500 a few times. Casey, I think, uh, could have been a very successful IndyCar racer had that worked out for him. But, uh, okay, we are back. We've got about uh, two and a half minutes here, just a short segment. Um, the schedule for this weekend at Dover, this is actually in terms of the way the, the days lay out, it's a triple-double because you've got two races on Friday, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Um, Friday is ARCA and the trucks. The ARCA race is actually at 2 Eastern time in the afternoon. Um, no television, track pass or MRN only. And then at 5, the truck race starts on FS1. No lights at Dover, so... Um, they got to get those in early. Saturday at 12.30, it's the Dryden 200 for the Xfinity Series. And Sunday or Saturday uh, at 4 is the NASCAR Cup Series Dryden 311. Dryden is all in, uh, Noah, this weekend. They are sponsoring both races on Saturday and both races on Sunday. And the Xfinities are both Dryden 200s and the Cups are both Dryden 311. Oh, yeah, Dryden, uh, they've been with Dover, I think, a year or yeah, a couple a year. years now. Yep. Yeah, so uh, they were really big. They had a big presence even in the media center. Last year they brought in a bunch of stuff. Don't you love the goodies Swag. from the media center, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've been great for Dover. And, and just to see that kind of sponsorship support, especially for a doubleheader weekend like this, we don't have too many of them. Uh, we've seen more from this sort of uh, schedule after covid but for them to step up in that way and uh, and knock out a couple race sponsorships, that's awesome to see. For sure. Dry Dean Speedway coming in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the Speedway stays the dry. The International right? Speedway right. presented by Dry Dean or powered by Dry Dean. We want uh, Dry to be the, dry, uh, yeah. the the word of the weekend. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. it Keep is a dry, dry Dean weekend. Yes. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've got uh, then Sunday. Oh, by the way, um, 1 o'clock on Sunday is the Xfinity race. Uh, of course, NBCSN. And then uh, NBCSN with the cup race at 4 p.m. So, again, it's a triple-double. So if uh, if you can um, access MRN on Friday and you have to work, you can basically hear the Friday events. And then uh, Saturday and Sunday, of course, you can watch them all on NBCSN. And it should be interesting. We'll, of course, talk more about uh, Dover coming up. And uh, talk about Daytona and talk about silly season as well. As our show continues, we're going to step aside for a moment. Back right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including 
including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Lightway disco-esque there. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. As we continue with uh, this week's show, mycomputercareer.edu is our um, main presenting partner for this show. And uh, you've been hearing uh, during the commercial sets, uh, you've been hearing all about them. We'll tell you more about them later. Uh, Okay, NASCAR, Dover, and lots of points, battles, and situations uh, I'm going to start in the Cup Series with this because um, I'm there. So we'll uh, we'll start there first. Um, you know, this has been obviously the Harvick Hamlin show all season, um, and uh, for some reason I just pulled up the book, the Xfinity Series points. So I'll get back to the Cup points in a minute. Um, but uh, I think that honestly, if you uh, here we go, if you look at this, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin certainly have a big advantage over everybody, but. You know what, Randy? I sort of feel like we're at a point now where you got, for example, Brad Keselowski's really good at Dover. Um, you know, and and Joey Logano's really good at Dover, and I think Ryan Blaney is going to be good at Dover. Um, you've got some guys that can 
really eat into the big advantage that Harvick and Hamlin have as we get down to these last two weeks. I feel like this weekend at Dover is going to be as important to the points as next week at Daytona. Well, yeah, and we just talked about, you know, this it's getting down to crunch time for these guys. So if you look at the guys below the cut line, Jimmy Johnson, Eric Jones, Tyler yeah. Reddick, Christopher Bell, um, those guys, especially Christopher Bell, has to win in order to get in. I mean, 57 points is still over a race behind, so... I guess you can throw Reddick in there too. No, Jones and Johnson are close enough that you know, with with enough good luck, especially at a track like Daytona, which is the you know the biggest oddball of them all, they could always make it in on points alone. But I mean, you know, Peter talked about this is Jimmy's best track and his probably best opportunity to win. So if you think if you think you know Jimmy Johnson, if he wins this weekend, or even if Eric Jones wins, it's going to turn the entire playoffs upside down because that's now another position that won't be available for somebody to make it into the playoffs on points alone. Yeah, um, Johnson, Jones, anyone down below them in points winning would really turn everything on their head. Um, if I'm the 24 team and William Byron, I'm go- being just as aggressive for the win as Johnson would be this weekend because nothing's guaranteed being that last guy in on points. He's above the cut line by 25 points, and ultimately he is racing his teammate Jimmy Johnson, but there's ultimately just no guarantee being that last guy in. Yeah, and we've seen William Byron and that team. Chad Knauss over there, formerly with Jimmy Johnson, but working with William Byron over these past few seasons. Uh, we've seen those guys really play the point game, and they've tried to build points, and they've not had it go their way, really. They've gotten themselves in positions inside the top ten to make stage points, and then they've fallen out before the end of it. Um, so that's something that's concerning because, like you said, we have this doubleheader in Dover. We have Daytona coming up. And with Daytona being such an unknown, 25 points ahead, unless they leave here feeling really good about being easy at Daytona, uh, they've got to start looking at win. They've got to start looking at strategizing for wins, not points, because it's getting to the crunch time here. Not big of a, uh, too big of a point advantage. Jimmy Johnson, best statistical track. Uh, you've got to look toward wins because, not, like you said, nothing is, nothing is for sure here. So, so here's, a, here's, a, here's an idea. If you were, say, Jimmy Johnson or, or Eric Jones or any of those guys below the cut line, would you rather go into Daytona being above the cut line or being below the cut line? I'd always rather be playing defense than offense. I'd rather be above that cut line and somewhat know my fate than wanting to wish bad luck on others and have it out of my hands. Yeah, I agree. But you know what? You guys are all you're looking at the points and you're and you're and you're missing what's staring you right in the face. How, when was the last season in NASCAR Cup racing that Kyle Busch went winless in the regular season? It could happen. And if he this has, year. if he has another race like he had at Daytona, then he may not even be in the playoffs well, this year. Exactly. I mean, he lost a lot of points having you know finishing thirty seventh or thirty eighth, whatever he finished this last weekend at Daytona. Another, especially at a track like like Dover. You know, where if, if a wreck happens in front of you, you're, there's nowhere for you to go. I well, mean, you're going to get caught up in the wreck no matter what. Here's the deal. If if somebody wins that's below the cut line, okay, now that's one less spot available. Mm, that drops everybody down a spot. Right. Now, yeah. Kyle Busch is 100 points above the cutoff line right now, um, but he's he's 40 like 43 or 48 48 points out of first uh in the behind harvick so you, you gotta he's got a cushion but he has got to have two good weekends uh mm-hmm. you know and and really he's got to go win something and i'm not sure i mean I, I think he's run pretty good at dover may even have won a couple but i i just man to 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 look at his situation and here's two more names that you got to keep your eye on here for different for the same reason, Matt, Matt De Benedetto and Eric Jones are basically both auditioning. De Benedetto's got a one-year contract. Okay, Jones is out of a ride. 
for right now anyway. We don't know what De Benedetto's future is with the 21 car. Those two guys, De Benedetto is basically the bubble, um, you know, right now. And, um, and, and uh, Jones is two below the bubble, uh, 35 below the cut line. Eric has got to win something uh, in order to get himself back in this hunt, I think. And De Benedetto is, boy, he is flirting with disaster here uh, with the Wood Brothers team, Peter. Yeah, that 21 team has just been on a slide really over the summer months. I mean, De Benedetto started off this year so strong. He yep. had the second place finish in Las Vegas. He had a couple other great runs to start off the season, but they have just been trend- trending downward as these races have gone on, all these back-to-back-to-back races, and the doubles haven't been kind to them. And honestly, they worry me because, yeah, they are a Penske-affiliated team, but I just don't trust that Wood Brothers 21 team. I trust Matt Benedetto. I just don't trust that car and team to stay up there and avoid carnage at Daytona or Dover. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the Penske-affiliated team because you talk about Matt Benedetto and his current position. If he doesn't make the postseason, if he doesn't have a – you know, we've, we've bounced around the Benedetto story often and, and his – his uh, upcoming to this now Wood Brothers team, probably, you know, it is the best equipment he's been in. Yes. But Austin Sindrick is tearing up the Xfinity series right now. He's, yeah, he's putting it to him. And if they see that Matt isn't really, you know, he's not making the postseason, he's not doing exactly what they want him to do, who's to say that uh, that Mr. Roger Penske over there doesn't say, hey, let's let's make some some room for Austin Sindrick. And we'll start, we're sorry, Matt, but that's how this business yeah, works. And that would be the second year in a row that Matt uh, got – sort of X'd out after a year. And I don't think a year is long enough to really get situated with a team. But in this day and age with the driver development situation that we have, certainly that plays into it. But uh, it's th- this, the point situation, and you look at those guys at the bottom, and, uh, you know, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, uh, William Byron, Matt Benedetto, none of those guys are safe. And as you've said, Jimmy Johnson, this may be his best shot, though, you know, the way Daytona races, anybody can win there. So, um I'm, I certainly wouldn't sell Jimmy out, but it, good gosh. I mean, you look down here, and there's some guys. I think Chris Bell could win Daytona. Tyler Reddick could win Daytona. Bubba Wallace even, I think, could could win Daytona. Stenhouse perhaps um, could win Daytona. you got some guys below the cut line that could really mess this all up. Oh, yeah. um, so if you're basically about eighth on back, uh, I feel like you better just make sure. I mean, obviously, all the guys that won are in, um, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see um, where this goes, guys. Okay, so we've got about a minute and a half left in the segment. I'll go around the table. Um, of the drivers we just talked about, who is most likely to come out of this in good favor at Dover? Who is most likely to make the biggest gain at Dover out of that that bunch of drivers we just talked about, Randy? Man, you're going to put me on the spot here. I, I'm going to have to go with Jimmy Johnson. I mean, I, I, again, I feel like this is his best opportunity, and uh, he, he had a great showing at the road course and fin- ultimately finished fourth, so I mean, maybe there's some things that are turning around in that camp, and he'll see victory lane this weekend, so... Noah? I'm going Matt Benedetto. I think that they can uh, they can you know turn that stuff around. They're 44 points above right now. I think that they'll come out of here feeling comfortable. I'm going Kyle Busch. I I mean Dover is not really thought of as a Kyle Busch track, but I just looked up his stat. He has three wins there. I, say, think, I thought he'd won a few. Right, he has three wins there. Last in 2017. I think he can make it four this weekend if he doesn't have something stupid happen again. <laughs> I'm gonna actually go with Kyle Busch too because Kyle Busch is gonna be. I mean, you know he they know. 
you know, obviously they pay attention to this stuff. They know Kyle Busch is going to drive the snot out of that car all weekend long. And he's either going to completely explode or he's going to win something. He's going to explode if he doesn't start winning. If he, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. He's either going to completely explode uh, or he's going to win something. And if he wins Saturday, I could see a, a, a sweep from Kyle Busch because that's what happens with him when you get him in the groove. Uh, it's hard to get him out. But uh, I think Kyle Busch is the guy to watch, though I think William Byron's going to have something to say about this, too. We're going to step aside back with more. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Motorsports Madness rolls on. We are uh, discussing Dover and the various divisions and the point situation within each. And uh, 
I want to go to the uh, the truck series for a moment. First of all, um, when you look at last week, I mean, I feel like, I mean, the triple truck challenge starts uh, last week, and sure enough, we get Brett Moffitt, we get... You know, the, the, the guys that have been kind of sitting around all weekend uh, or all year that didn't really, you know, it's like, here they come. Um, and I feel like as you, you look at this race, um, I feel like Moffitt's the one. Creed ends up winning, but I feel like Moffitt ultimately is the one um, that may have the best overall shot here at uh, the Triple Truck Challenge unless Creed can come back and win again. Um you know, it's it. That's a lot of fun. I think that's something cool that the truck series does. Um, from a standings point of view, when you look at the truck series, though, um, certainly, you know, playoff points. This is a really interesting scenario for me because you have uh, Austin Hill. If you look at the playoff points, he's two points ahead of Sheldon Creed. And I feel like we just have so much momentum right now on Sheldon Creed's side, Peter. Yeah, really. Sheldon Creed came out a couple of weeks ago at Kentucky to get his first career win. Yeah, it was rain shortened, but it still counts the same. And he back at that performance this past week in the Daytona Road Course holding off uh, Brett Moffitt. But that 23 truck has been right there so many times this season. I feel like... Once he gets that one monkey off his back, that one win, I feel like the floodgates will open and he'll rack off two, three, maybe four wins. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and then you look at Zane Smith and that young man, I mean, he's in the playoffs because he won, um, you know, but he's he's only three points behind Hill. And really, if you look at the whole top 10, Noah, um, the top 10 in playoff points in the truck series separated by a mere 20 points. That's you know, not even half a race. Um, it's it's really unbelievable how close this is right now. Um, and then Derek Krause in 11th is just too below the the cut line. Um, you know, I, I don't believe that Tanner Gray, Raphael Assard, or Johnny Sauter, who are the next three after Krause, I don't believe they get in unless they win. I think it's winner in. They're all 45 or more below the cutoff right now. Well, Johnny Sauter has won the last three truck races at Dover, so I may be jumping the gun here a bit, but watch out for him on well, tomorrow fair night. fair enough. That's, uh, that's fair enough. Uh, and, you know, I think, again, I think they have to win. Uh, but I, I think really what you're watching is, uh, Randy, you've got Tyler Ankrum, Todd Gilliland, and Derek Krause that are all within about seven points. Mm -hmm. right now and that's the cutoff Ankrum and Gilliland are in Kraus out just two points back um I feel like those three are the ones you got to pay attention to on Friday because they're the ones that really have to uh and I think also um Rhodes as well is it's still possible that Ben ends up out of the playoffs so I think those four are the ones to watch in terms of uh the car flying yeah, it's kind of the same thing that we talked about with Cup. You know, any of those guys below the cut line that win, like Johnny Sauter or yeah. even Stuart Friesen, is going to drop the guys that are on the cut line below it. So, you know, even if, like, Johnny Sauter wins, Gilliland's automatically right. below the cut line at this point. Um, but if you look in, you know, up close to the cut line, you've got Christian Eckes, so his teammate... Eckes Raphael, Raphael yeah. Lassard is already yeah. below the cut line. Yep. And this is a year where I feel like KBM needs to show that they have the speed to contend because they lost both Gilliland and Harrison Burton last year. 
after you know a dismal year for the KBM team. This year they brought two young drivers, and Christian everybody thought was going to be the you know the dominant guy in the truck series this year, and he he has shown speed, but he keeps getting beat by his owner every time that you know he tries to get close to a win. So if he somehow doesn't make the playoffs then this will be the second straight year that KBM doesn't make the playoffs, and I, I fear for the people in the, in the office and in the shop at KBM <laughs> if he has another year with no playoffs. Well, I mean, I feel like, Noah, that uh, Rafael Assard was green coming in, and, and I think his best shot was last week uh, mm-hmm. on the road course at Daytona, but, um, but I, I feel like Eckes would have been expected to perform well enough to be in the playoffs, Noah, and he, he's been so close to a win but he just can't get there um i i mean where do you see christian eck is coming out of this out of dover anyway yeah it's it's really similar uh to kbm story last year you know they came very close in so many places and they couldn't get there it it just wasn't possible and i think eck uh, has the potential to get there. It's a KBM truck, you know. We we aren't going to write off their performance because we've seen it in the races, yeah. and they've had bad luck, and they've had things go the wrong way, and they haven't won. Um, but something just as big as the KBM winless, not in the playoffs as of right now, story to me is Johnny Sauter. I mean, look at Johnny Sauter, the guy who won here, by the way, won at Dover in the yeah. truck series last season. Uh, and he's sitting in 14th, 67 points below the cut line. Yep. I mean, if you would have told me that that would happen in the truck series this year, you know, we'll tack that up to 2020, I guess. But, but I would have not believed you. Yeah. To, to hear Johnny Sauter. What's sad is, is that he has six top 10 finishes, but the other seven races, he's been really, you know, like yeah. bad, bad, you know, yeah. dead last or close to last because of wrecks or, you know, malfunction or whatever have you. So. I mean, that's you know. I agree. I, I think I think you guys are right. I think Sonner's best chance is here. Not that I mean Daytona is a scramble, so it could happen there too. But um, you know, and I, and I, and again, Tyler Ankrum's another one that I would have expected to have won at least one race by now. And he's had the speed. He has no luck. I mean, I forget where we were a few weeks ago, and his teammates pretty much bounced him around like a soccer ball. All day. Kansas or Kentucky? Kansas or I think it was Kentucky, Kentucky actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Tyler's had the speed, and he's one that I think could pull something out of his hat either of these next two races. But again, it, it, just like last year, he he won to get in the playoffs. But other than that win, it was kind of in by the skin of the teeth, and he kept hanging on by the skin of the teeth. And I feel like this year is going to be the same thing, at least for getting into the playoffs. He's either going to have to win or he's going to have to have, like, two significantly good races to put himself in a better playoff spot than what he went in with uh, last year. Okay, so do you, who, does anybody here see Ben Rhodes winning his way into the playoffs? I don't see him winning his way into the playoffs. I mean, Thor Sports been across the board so much in recent races for a year, if not more, and Rhodes just hasn't won in a while, but I think he'll be consistent enough to point his way in. It, uh, he's another one, though. You can't. There's. You can't be a bad race. You, right. you got two races left, and you can't have a bad one because um, there's too many nipping at your heels. Randy, does Ben win? I don't, I don't know why he shouldn't win. He's done everything but win. Yeah. He's been fast on a plenty of plenty of races. Just you know, just hasn't been there at the end. So I, he's one of the only Thor Sport trucks, aside from Johnny Sutter, of course, um, who hasn't you know been up in in the front. So I don't know why he can't win, but I hope that he does because you know it, it'd be hard to see him not in the playoffs after having such a you know strong decent runs. Noah, 
I think I'm there with Peter. I think that it's not going to be Rhodes this weekend. I have my eye on a couple other trucks that I think could could either upset the standings or maybe that we see uh, as someone that we figured may have a shot at this one. But I don't think Ben Rhodes. But I do think that Ben will have a consistent enough race to maintain his position and uh, and then advance to the playoffs. It's going to be interesting. Okay, so I'll pose the same question that I posed when we were talking cup standings. Um of the guys that are close to the cutoff line, we'll say from Rhodes on down, and you got uh, Rhodes, Eckes, Ankrum, Gilliland, Kraus, and I guess we'll throw Tana Gray in for that of it. And then you got Osar and Sauter who could win. Who comes out of Dover in the best shape? Who with the biggest gain? Who who makes it out with the biggest gain? Noah, Johnny Sauter. I think Sauter. You know, I think this is this is Dover. This is a track that he is notoriously good for, and I think that they have this circled as the track that this is the comeback this is where we're going to knock ourselves back into talked about and contention and i think johnny Sauter comes out here flips the whole playoff grid comes from the 14th spot in the points and uh and wins his way in wow randy miller i'm gonna go christian neckes i because I, I feel like this is one of christian's best tracks he's won on it with arca series he's done great you know when he's running at that track so i, I definitely think this would be i guess is probably his best shot of winning a race for before the playoffs I'm actually going to go with Gilliland for my pick because I think Todd has a shot to win here. Uh, you know, again, he's real good on the track. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Todd comes out of this with a good finish and, and advances positions up the board for the playoffs. How about you, Peter? I was going to say Christian Eckes, but since Randy took him, I'll say Brett Moffitt. Like I said earlier, that 23 team has been so close in so many races. I think Dover's finally the one he gets it done at. And he okay. hasn't won yet, which is crazy. So, yeah, yeah which kind That's, of fits uh, the question up. we were asking, because I, I was asking about the guys around the cutoff line, but I'll throw Moffat in there just because he hasn't won, but he's in pretty good shape right now. He's 84 above the cut line, so I think he makes it in. Um, so you're picking Moffat to win. Right. Okay, yes. well, fair enough. I'll go around the table. Truck Series winner, Randy Miller, is? Zane Smith, because hmm. I think he's going to keep his streak going. Yep. He's been fast. Why not? I have a hard time disagreeing with that, but I'm not saying I'm going to pick him to win, Noah. I think I've already taken Sauter, but I oh. will say that Moffitt is a good pick. He led 81 laps here last year, dominated pretty much the laps led category. Sauter ended up edging him out, but I think he's a he's a solid pick. I'm calling Ankrum this time. Tyler Ankrum gets it done, and the only reason I say that is because Tyler is not going to let himself get kicked around and knock out of, knocked out of the playoffs. If that truck's capable of winning, Tyler Ankrum's going to put it there. He he knows better than to go into Daytona by the skin of his teeth trying to get in because that's never an exact science here. And, it, and it's interesting that none of us actually call Ben Rhodes shot because I think Ben's going to be the same. The only thing I worry about with Ben Rhodes is sometimes, and I've known Ben since go-karts and he's a great friend of mine, but sometimes Ben gets a little too aggressive, mm-hmm. and he's got to race within himself. He's got two races. He's in right now. He's got to make sure he gets two good finishes, and then you can worry about turning up the wick when you get into the playoffs. We're going to be back with Xfinity Talk in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
automotive technicians, and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness. As we, um, somebody's going to be crying the blues after a lot of people after next week because they're not going to be in the playoffs. We're going to talk Xfinity um, to start this segment. And obviously this series, I mean, in my opinion, and I've always been a truck guy, I've always, you know, for years I've said the trucks put on the best show of all the, the, the three series. Last year, I thought Xfinity with the big three just was incredible. And I almost think this year it's even been a cut above last year. I think right now the Xfinity series is the show uh, of NASCAR's big three series. And when you look at the playoffs of this series, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, because Kyle Busch, you know, <laughs> has won a bunch, um, Christian Eckes hasn't, uh, or not, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, uh, not Christian Eckes. Sorry. Where am I looking here? Um, I guess that's in trucks, but, um, I had a 
point there. I lost it. But anyways, um, you've got five wins apiece for Cindric and Briscoe, but you've only got four other winners because those guys have won so many of the races. You've got Gregson, Burton, Jones, and Haley. So here's what you get. You've got Algar, Chastain, Michael Annette, Ryan Sieg, Riley Herbst, and Brandon Brown all in, but I feel like there's a chance at Daytona that we could see, and again, I don't know if Anthony Alfredo's running, but if he's running Daytona next week, I know he's at Dover this week, there's a chance Alfredo, who's 19th, no shot to get in unless he wins, could steal at least one win, and I wouldn't count either Jeremy Clements or Myatt Snyder out at Daytona. I don't think either one of them can do it this weekend. Guys, I feel like the playoffs are way out of whack in this series right now, and if I have not got a win, um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's, you know, we could get some surprises here. I mean, the big surprise for me in Xfinity this season has been Ross Chastain. I was expecting him to really come on strong this year after being so clutch and so close to the truck title last year. I was expecting five or six wins out of that Colleg 10 team. They've done everything but win this year. They lead the series in top 10s, but they still yeah. have that goose egg in the win column. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, they're. I mean, those guys are pretty safe. They're 252 above for Algaier, Chastain, 328. Um, you know, I just, I look at this and it's like, okay, um, 186 for Michael Annette. Um, but you get down to Sieg, Herbst, Brown. I mean, I know Sieg and Herbst are 81 above, but you got two races here. So you got about 80 points to work with. And they're, you know, like I said, Hamrick, Alfredo down there, um, both scare me a little bit. And if A.J. Allmendinger runs again, and I'm not sure he will, but if he does, there's an opportunity again for a non-playoff car to, um, to, to take a spot away from somebody that otherwise would be in. I mean, yeah, the playoff cut line really got a lot closer this weekend with uh, just various drivers having trouble. I think it was 50 or 60 points is the gap heading into the Daytona road course, and now it's down to less than 30 points. So if I'm Brandon Brown, Jeremy Clements, Herp Sieg, I'm sweating bullets at this point. Yeah, and when you look at the the, the Gibbs team, um, you got Burton with two wins, you got Brandon Jones with two wins, and I feel like Riley Herbst has just, I mean, he's had moments, but I feel like he's underperformed. Do we think that Riley Herbst, who is currently 81 above, so it looks good on paper, but again, we got two races for somebody below the line to win, um, actually three uh, with a doubleheader. Do we, do we feel safe with Riley Herbst in the playoffs right now? I really don't because he's been either through his fault or other people getting into him. He's crashed out of a lot of races this year, so even with an 81-point gap, if he – wrecks out of even one of these races early in either stage i'm not i'm not confident in him yeah and you talk about you talk about the monster mile dover okay uh it didn't get his name its name for being notorious as a clean racetrack that wall comes out at you when you exit those corners and it's a place where we've seen a lot of guys make easy mistakes by hitting that wall um we've seen a lot of easy mistakes out of out of riley herbst this year and we've we've seen some that weren't of his own but we have seen some mistakes from the 18 team. So a race in Dover and then having to go to Daytona to back it up, uh, it's a little concerning for me for Riley Herbst. He's got a nice gap here. He's just got to have a clean day at Dover. 
Randy? That, that sounds like somebody who's had experience hitting the wall at Dover in an iRacing car, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe so. <laughs> he speaks from personal experience. Well, I was looking at, because uh, AJ's obviously not entered into the races at Dover, but I'm, I'm sure he's going to be in Daytona. He's in 21st, so technically, if he did get into the top 20, he would be an automatic playoff berth driver because he does have a win. So he's only, what, nine points out of the top 20 right now? Yeah. So. All it would take is some of these guys ahead of him, like B.J. McLeod and you know those guys, to have a, have bad, a bad week, yep. and he goes to Daytona and wins a race, and boom, he's in. And he's got two wins if he makes it in. So, well, And that's what I'm saying. I think even Anthony Alfredo, we cannot count him out. He yeah. has shown the well, speed. And the interesting, thing, and, you know. the interesting thing for me with Alfredo is, is that he's not even scheduled to run an entire season. So right. let's say he goes out to Dover or even Daytona and wins the race. Then what? The, does RCR put him in the 21 for the rest of the year, or do they bring the two back so he has a ride for the remainder of the season since he'd be a playoff driver? Well, interesting. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it isn't it the rule that you have to run every single race to qualify for the playoffs? You know, I think you're right. I think you, you have, have to right. run every yeah, single right. race. So you can't you're miss right. races and then but, qualify. But, but that is a win that's taken away exactly. from somebody on that Which bubble. Which is what I said originally. So, yeah, that and you, that is, that's you know, that the was big the question. The reason I brought him up, he wouldn't be a playoff driver, but he would take a spot away yes. from um, you know somebody yeah. who otherwise... Especially out of Daytona. Yeah. You know, out of Daytona where it's anybody's game. Yep. Because you need you you basically there are people who need the win to get in, and if Alfredo wins, obviously they don't get it. So, um, you well, know, now I think that's a dumb rule. <laughs> I mean, I really do because it's it's almost like you know it's not it's not Anthony Alfredo's fault that he doesn't have the sponsorship to run the full year. But if he's well, good enough to go out there and and be in the top ten in every single start he has, then why isn't he allowed to be a playoff driver? It's not you know, or even AJ. AJ won a race. Only being a part-time driver, it's. I mean, he was good enough to win a race, so there should be an exception to the rule. If you're good enough to win a race to make it into the playoffs by being in the top 20, I feel like if you're in the top 20, you should be able to get in. See, I would disagree with that only yeah. because the idea is to reward your regular yes. drivers. So you yes, know, but if he had sponsorship, he'd be a regular driver. Well, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not his fault he now. doesn't have sponsorship. Yeah, but it's still again, you're still taking that yeah. away from a team that competed and, on. And you, that's so why I we see. With that. That's why we see a team like Myatt. Much as I like Anthony, you know, Myatt has hopped from ride to ride. He's been at RCR and at Ryan C in order yep. to make that full season yep. to qualify for yep. a potential playoff. Burst. Yeah, and I don't know who's scheduled in the 21 at Daytona. It might be Myatt. I know there. The, you know, I don't know if he's got any more races left with them or not. But um, it's been either Anthony Myatt or Kaz Grala for the most part this year. So um, that leaves either Anthony or uh, Myatt because I don't think Kaz, I don't think he's got any more races. Um, so probably either one of those two. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. So I will pose the question once again for the trucks. Who comes out of Dover um, or Xfinity, two races, who comes out of Dover with the biggest bump for the playoff race i'm really liking myatt snyder i mean yeah depending on which car he's in he has a different bar to clear in terms of performance but i really think he can outpoint jeremy clements and if herps or brown run into trouble i think he can hop up above that cut line okay noah yeah uh it's it's really I like Myatt Snyder. He's had a lot of issues, but I think that if things can go his way with a couple guys around that cut line having issues, I'd like to see it just for the storyline because he's gone and he's had to hop between seats this season. It'd be really nice to see him, uh, you know, get that playoff berth. 
Randy. Uh, I know both drivers are far above the cut line, but I, I feel like either if Allgaier or Ross wins, and they both both of them need to win just to solidify their spot in the playoffs. But I mean, I know they're going to be in on points either way. But you gotta have you want that win going into the playoffs. You definitely want to not have to go into the playoffs. Allgaier did it last year. You know, only the only race he ever won all year was at Phoenix. But yeah. you know, I mean, he he wants you want that win to go into the playoffs, obviously. Okay, um, I'm actually going to say that I think Brandon Brown will because that car has been stronger all year than we give it credit for. Brandon just mm-hmm. is so quiet about it that you just never. He's just he's sneaky good. I think Brandon Brown moves up a spot or two. Um, okay, so um, let's let's go ahead and pick a winner here for the Truck Series uh, or the Xfinity Series. I don't know why I'm drifting back. I think because I'm looking at all these names that I used to see in the trucks, right? Um, and having a senior moment. So Peter, save me and uh, pick a winner in the Xfinity Series. Both races, pick winners for both. Uh, I'll go Allgaier and Chastain. I like the story of first-time winners this Ooh. season, and Ooh. I think they both need wins just to get their seasons turned around. Wow. Okay, Noah. Uh, I'm certainly going to go Allgaier for at least one of them because. He's got so much fire right now. He is wow. he is mad. You he's know, punching he, everything inside. He's punching everything. He's telling AJ he did something <laughs> to him that he didn't even do. Uh, so last week, it, you know, but it's he's true. upset, and that could either hurt him or that could help him a lot because now you've got this extra fire. You want to win. This is a good track for Justin. I'm going Justin for the first race, and then I think I will go Noah Gregson for the second race. Oh, Randy. Okay. Well, Cindric's on the pole for the first race, so that race is already over before <laughs> it even began. So um, we'll take Austin for, for uh, race one, and I'll go Briscoe race two because when Austin wins, Chase has to win to keep up with him. So uh, I'll do Austin and Chase. Okay, I'm actually going to call Austin shot on Saturday too just because, uh, again, he's on the pole. And I'm actually going to pick Harrison Burton to win the other race because Burton also very good at Dover in the past in other divisions and I think uh, I think Harrison gets it done and again here's the deal you look at this and you know some of these guys you go into Daytona and Ross Chastain hasn't won now again he's easily in the playoffs Mm -hmm. but everybody wants a win and Ross is not going to He's not going to baby it at Daytona. Some of these guys, I feel like you you get them to Daytona and they haven't won yet. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, and I do think that Anthony Alfredo will be very, very competitive this weekend in the 21 car and may steal a win. It just uh, obviously won't help him for playoff. Don't contention. count out Brandon Jones either. Um, you know, Brandon's another one that could be, yeah, and, you know, but Brandon also, I feel like, is a guy, he's way in the playoffs, he's got two wins. That's true. I don't think he's going to, I think he just wants to keep pointing. But so, another win would give him two more spots yes, in the playoffs. Yes, yes, so. I just think if if he can take it, he'll take it, but I think Brandon's conservative enough to, to, to sit. Only if he's if in he, eighth place for the last restart. Know, yeah, he feels like <laughs> did, he can't. Did no one um, go with Briscoe there? I mean, that's another guy. No one yeah. picked Briscoe. got to watch Briscoe. That's a five-on-five five win between him and Cendric. Mm-hmm. we got to watch that. I mean, those guys are, are having well, at no, it. No, I think Randy did. He yeah. said Austin well, yeah, wins. Yeah, because if first. Austin wins one, Chase yeah. has to win one. Yeah, yeah, they have to keep it tied. Okay. Yeah, that's how that works. So um, <laughs> he's going the uh, Cindric Briscoe split. Okay. Um, we've got about a minute here. Real quick. Um, the, uh, of course, Darlington's coming up and we're seeing a lot of throwback schemes. Is, is there a single throwback scheme that any of us have seen that actually tops 
the one that Jimmy Johnson is running? I don't know. T- today, Hendrick uh, did their three, and all three of the drivers are doing throwback Jimmy Johnson paint schemes for each like each of his like main championship seasons. So I think that's really cool because they're all like blue and gray yeah. and you know yellow with the lowest colors on it, except for Byron's is white and blue from the, the I think the All Star race or something. Uh, patriotic, but yeah. yeah. So that, that's really cool. And then Daniel Suarez's today is a throwback to his Aris, championship, yeah. uh, his Aris championship car from 2016. So that's pretty cool, too. Well, I just, I just, you know, then you said, talking about the Hendricks, they're all paying yeah, tribute to Jimmy Jimmy's, Johnson. Jimmy's is not going to be top. Jimmy's just sort of like, thank you very much, guys. That's nice of you. Hold my beer. Right. I'm paying tribute to three people yeah. at once, including <laughs> myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that, at Earnhardt Petty Johnson, that is just absolutely Drop dead Beautiful. gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want that. The colors are very mismatched, them. but just the fact that it's all three of them. Yeah, but is they just made super it cool. work. No, and they made it work, and it's it's super cool. It's just it's odd to see it looking yeah, like that, but exactly. it's it's a cool way to do it. So back with the closing segment after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. 
The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we Our final radio segment here for the evening. This is where we are going to do our Cup Series fantasy picks for both races. Uh, Randy Miller, it's all yours. Uh, so I uh, ended up with a 50-point lead coming out of uh, Daytona because I picked Chase Elliott and he won. Thank God. Uh, so um, uh, Nick is dropping down, so Nick is now losing again, which uh, makes me feel happy in my heart. Uh, so uh, uh, Red picked, uh, obviously, he picks Christopher Bell because he has uh, two races both, and he's contractually obligated to pick Christopher Bell because he works for uh, Levine Family Racing. <laughs> yes. So that's his pick. Tom, uh, you are just above him, so who are your picks for? Well, that's not a good sign that I'm picking. Okay, Sorry. so um, I'm going to – it's real simple for me. Uh, the, Martin Truex is going to win on Saturday, uh, and I think Denny has is going to win on Sunday. We're going to see a Toyota sweep. All right. So uh, Jacob picked uh, Jimmy Johnson and Chase Elliott. So uh, he goes with Hendrick, uh, Hendrick guys for his picks. Nick has uh, Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick for his picks. And I got a little bit of a cushion, so I'm going to go out on a limb and pick Alex Bowman for race one because he finished in the top five in both Dover okay. races last year. And Jimmy Johnson because, gosh darn it, he needs to win a race. I agree. Uh, Peter? I will go also Martin Truex. I think his run of third place finishes ends with a win on Saturday and then Jimmy Johnson Sunday. Noah. All right, I'm taking Kyle Busch. He's turning things around this weekend. He's yeah. going to gonna fix things. and, and He'll turn uh, him around, all right. Oh, he'll turn him around. <laughs> he'll either end up really turning him around or he'll get it right. So I've got uh, Kyle Busch, first race, second race, Martin Truex Jr. All right, uh, and that'll do it for radio for us. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to being back next Thursday with more of Motorsports Madness. See ya. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit MyComputerCareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.